Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Hosea 1 again, verses 4 through 11. That'll be the rest of the chapter. We just started the book of Hosea yesterday, and as we said, even though we're moving forward in Scripture, we're moving backward in the timeline. So by the end of Daniel, Daniel is prophesying sometime in the 3rd, 4th century B.C., about times all the way up to the 2nd century, but we're going to go back to the 8th century now, the 700s B.C., and Hosea is a prophet to Israel. And when we say Israel in this context, we're talking about the northern kingdom. So this is after the kingdom was divided and the people of God, the tribes have split to the northern and southern kingdom. The southern kingdom, of course, is called Judah. The northern kingdom is called Israel. The northern kingdom's capital is Samaria. The southern kingdom's capital is Jerusalem. And Hosea is primarily sent to the people of Israel. Another thing interesting about Hosea is that his familial situation, his situation of his wife and the names of his children are going to all be indicators or signs of what God is communicating to the people of Israel through this prophet Hosea. We already saw a little bit of that in verses 1 through 3 when God commanded Hosea to go take a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom. And this, of course, is referring to the unfaithfulness of the people of Judah to God. They're forsaking him, the covenant that he has with them, and their worship of false gods. And God, of course, has to deal with this fiercely. He has to deal with this sin violently. There's going to be punishment, but as we'll see in this text, the end result of this isn't, again, as we've said over and over in these prophets and even the historical books, the end result isn't punishment for its own sake. It's punishment that will lead to a restoration, to a reconciliation. And of course, we have a better understanding that of that in 2021 with post-New Testament eyes than the people of Hosea's day could ever have known or imagined. So let's start in verse 24. Hosea's wife, Gomer, has bore him a son at the end of verse 3. And here's what verse 4 says. And the Lord said to him, call his name Jezreel, for in just a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel, and I will put to an end the kingdom of the house of Israel, and on that day I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. So here's these mentions of Jezreel. Now you got to go back in our Bible overview to 1 Kings 21, and Jezreel is a place where a king named Ahab, king of Israel, who was a bad king, he led the people of Israel to worship of Baal, and he also unrighteously and unjustly killed a man named Naboth who owned a vineyard because the king wanted that vineyard. The king has everything that he could possibly want, but he wants this one little specific vineyard for this dude named Naboth. He has him killed. God judges him, tells him that the dogs are going to lick your blood up in the place where this happened. That's exactly what happens. Ahab dies. 
a, a grisly death, uh, and it's his punishment for this sin that he committed against Ahab, among many other sins of misleading the people of Israel against Naboth. I'm sorry, among a bunch of other sins that he committed on behalf of Israel against the Lord. So God's saying through Hosea here that the blood of Jezreel is going to be punished. He's going to punish the house of Jehu, which is a, a parallel term in this case to the house of Israel, the people of Israel. He's going to break the bow in the valley of Jezreel. That means he's going to allow Israel to be defeated militarily in the valley of Jezreel. And this is just ironic because this is where Ahab went down for the sin that he committed. And now we're a few kings later and they're still struggling with this same false idol worship. Let's go into verse six says, she conceived again and bore a daughter. And the Lord said to him, call her name No Mercy. It's an interesting name. For I will, I will no more have mercy on the house of Israel to forgive them at all. But I will have mercy on the house of Judah, and I will save them by the Lord their God. I will not save them by bow or by sword or by war or by horses or by horsemen. And when she had weaned No Mercy, she conceived and bore a son. And the Lord said, call his name, not my people. So we've got three kids now, Jezreel, no mercy, and not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. So God is using the names of these kids to kind of call his shots. What's going to happen? He's not going to show mercy against the house of Israel, and they're not going to be his people. He's cutting ties with his own people in response to their sin and their unfaithfulness. Now, here's what's remarkable verses 10 and 11. Right after he says all these words of judgment, here's what he says in verse 10. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. So does that remind you of anything? The sand of the sea, if you've been with us in the Bible overview, should remind you of the Abrahamic covenant. When God took Abraham out, showed him the stars in the sky, sands on the seashore, and said, your descendants are going to be as many as numerous as these. I'm going to bless you to bless others. And, and so this is a re-conjuring, a reminding of, a recalling of the Abrahamic covenant. It goes on and says, and in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, it shall be said to them, children of the living God. And the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together. The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom shall be gathered together, and they shall appoint for themselves one head. And they shall go up from the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. So after all these terms of judgment, these names, no mercy, and not my people, God, through Hosea, is saying that's not where the story is going to end. Uh, in fact, there's going to be a day when you are my people and you are children of the living God, and Israel and Judah are going to come together. This did not happen in Hosea's lifetime. They weren't reunited in his lifetime, and it's not really specific exactly what this is referring to in the future. Many people believe this is a reference to the Messianic age when Christ would come and he would be the head, not only of Israel and Judah, the northern and southern kingdoms and their descendants, but of anybody from any tribe, tongue, or nation who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So here again, in an Old Testament prophet, we see a glimpse of the New Testament gospel, even though the specifics aren't laid out, even though they don't name Jesus Christ, they don't name salvation by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone. That's really what we're getting at. 
And it's remarkable to see these things again and again and again in the Old Testament, like we are here in Hosea 1. Thanks for being with us. Come back again. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.